0: If reading makes you smart, then how come when you read a book, they have to put the title of the book on top of every single page? Does anyone get halfway through a book? What the hell am I reading? Brian Regan. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee Essen. This episode is a companion to our last one where we are redoing our episode from season five, What's in a Name? Instead of pen names, we are looking at the names of books. If it's been a
1: while since you heard the companion episode to this one, you might not remember that our original episode that we're redoing crammed a whole bunch of information about titling, about naming characters, and about pen names all into one episode. So as part of our redo effort this month, We are breaking it out and addressing the stuff that we haven't addressed since then. And in today's case, we're talking
0: about titling books. We've covered before the value of naming characters, how to name characters since then. We last episode covered pen names. But the name of your book is so important to your marketing efforts, to your selling, to grabbing the audience's attention and to giving a preview of what the book is about.
1: And I think part of what's changed in my perception of titling books is I look at the titling as more of a marketing technique now, before it was more of an artistic expression similar to
0: my writing itself. Because that's what a title does. The title helps sell the book. If you have an intriguing enough title, you're going to want to pick it up. One of the most recent books that I read that I picked it up because of the title was a book called Dead Romantics. I'm intrigued. What's this about? Because it shows two people kind of like in a coffin pose on the front in art drawings kind of silhouetted to kind of looking like they look like ghosts. So it was a little bit the cover art, but also Dead Romantics. Curious enough to look into it. Another book that comes out this month that I'm probably going to pick up simply because of the title is Love in the Time of Serial Killers. You catch me because that's two of my favorite things. A little bit of romance and a little bit of serial killer. I'm in. Another thing that
1: used to hold me up in the writing process about titling books that now I've just sort of given up on is you don't have to know the title of the book that you're going to be printing when you save the doc for the first time. When you have that file, it can be named whatever reminds you of this particular story, and then eventually, down the line, you pick a better title. So you know going into it that this doesn't have to be the final title.
0: It's actually kind of better if it's not. There are some exceptions. There are some people who will come up with the title idea first, and that kind of gives them the spark that they need to pursue the book. But overall, we've learned that it's kind of better to name it in middle of writing it or even in middle of editing it or at the end of the editing phase. You rarely want to name it before you begin.
1: Of course, if you're Brandon Sanderson, you can just call it secret project 1 and start marketing it long before you title the book.
0: I mean, he had a title,
1: he just kept it a secret. <laughs> Another thing that's changed since we first did this episode was I'm seeing a lot more swear words in titles. Maybe I'm just like paying more attention to titles around me, especially in like the self-help. I'm seeing a lot of
0: swear words. Self-help and dark romance. I don't know why Instagram is showing me that particular genre of romance. Not my thing. But I have seen some really out-there titles with some very explicit words. (laughs) But there are a couple things in our original episode that bear repeating. Things that are still very applicable to how you pick your titles. And so we want to repeat those now. First of all, your title often implies your genre.
1: After we did this episode initially, we did a whole series on genres, a lot of the major super genres for storytelling. And in each one of those, we talk about naming titles. So if you have something specific for your genre that you want to dive into, go for it. We have that whole series. But I think we can all say if it's a blank of blank and blank, we know it's going to be fantasy. (laughs) If it's a, a spunky name, semicolon, literal name,
0: it's going to be nonfiction, probably self-help in some kind. And of course, if there's something with the word kid in the title,
1: it's almost always middle grade, diary of a wimpy kid, or the kid's name and the horrible, no good, very bad day. These kinds of things where it's clearly a child sometimes literally because it says child somewhere in the title.
0: There are a lot of misconceptions to the process of picking a title and choosing a title that works for you. The first big misconception is that the title needs to be unique. You just seriously look at the formula for fantasy titles that's become very popular to know that's not true. Just wander through Barnes and Noble, you know exactly what we're talking about.
1: These are this particular style because it tells the reader the genre that they're picking up and they're holding in their hands. If you're looking for it to be unique and different, you're often going to fall into the wrong genre and start targeting the wrong audience and the book is just not set up for success the way it would be if your title fell into the right genre. Also. If you're looking for something to be unique, and no one else in the world has this
0: particular title, good luck. You're better off picking something memorable than unique, because memorable can be somewhat formulaic. It can still fall into those things that are very clearly identifiable with that genre, but it's something that tells the story about your book. I have a book named Black and White. It's not the first book
1: by this name, I promise. (laughs) I did not claim that title so no one else can have it. It's relevant to my story. It looks good on the cover. It helps people pick up the book. That's what's important in it. Unique, not so much. So when I registered the ISBN for Black and White, I also gave them a cover and a brief description so they can tell my black and white apart from other people's black and white.
0: Now, obviously... You do want to avoid writing and using a title of something that is already very popular, like Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, Crazy Rich Asians. These are names and titles with already very strong brands around them that you're not going to be able to compete with. However, remember, titles are not trademarked. They're not copyrighted. Titles are free things to use, so you don't need to worry if another book has that same title, so long as you're not naming it after something that's super popular.
1: Another common misconception is the more I tell about the book, the better off it'll be. So if I tell you everything you need to know about the book in the title on that front page, then it's going to be more engaging, more interesting.
0: That's very wrong because it loses any of the mystique that draws the reader in. A title should make them curious. It should make them want to read the book. So if you're telling the whole story with the title, you're not going to get anything out of it. I think one really good example of this is the title, They Both Die at the End. So you know what to expect out of the book, but it's just interesting enough that you're like, but do they really both die at the end? and you want to read it. Your title should definitely make sure your reader is asking a
1: question. The title is not there to answer a question. They have to read the book if they want to find that out. And uh, maybe it's just the genres that I read, but a lot of them, the title doesn't matter, like, at all. (laughs) I just finished He Who Fights With Monsters 2, and It's not named, like, Electric Boogaloo or whatever. It's just got a number two and, like, a slightly different art on the cover. (laughs) They didn't bother to, like, name each book in their series, even. In Jack Reacher, my favorite book in the series is Bad Luck and Trouble. But if you've read any of his books, that can apply to any of his stories. It's just something so we know which story we're talking about this time it actually has very little to
0: do with the content of the book. Another misconception about naming your books is that long titles are better. That's not necessarily true. It depends on the book. First of all, your title still needs to fit on the cover. The more text, the smaller the font, the harder it is to see and recognize what the actual title is. So there is kind of a character limit that you need to reach. But you don't need a one-word title. You don't need a ten-word title. You need something that works for your book. The one thing, though, is that shorter titles are easier to remember. So you need to pick the title length that works for your book. But the shorter ones usually work better because I can remember it better. Take, for example, the first book in the Mistborn series, The Final Empire. It's technically called The Final Empire. Everybody just calls it Mistborn. I think the version that I had just
1: said Mistborn on the front. Probably. <laughs> it's, it makes it stand out, makes it unique and easy to pronounce and remember. That is a good title that still gives you an idea of the flavor of the book and helps
0: you ask a question that will help you pick up the book as a reader. So to kind of summarize real quick, picking a book title, research your genre, find the trends within that genre of how people are naming their books. And remember that your title is a marketing tool. That is, I think, the most important thing that you need to take away from this is that picking your title is all about picking something that will grab the reader's attention and make them ask questions. Make them ask the questions that will get them to pick up the book and actually read it.
1: Now, I don't feel like we're going to have an opportunity in the future to talk about chapter titles. So I did want to integrate that in, just mention it real quick. You are not obligated to title chapters in most of the books that I read. It's not even including the word chapter. It's just the number one, two, three. That's there simply to make the book easy to navigate.
0: I feel like that's becoming a lot more popular in adult fiction, no matter what the genre is. One problem with chapter titles is they tend to give away what's in that chapter. I think Harry Potter was really bad at this. All of the chapter titles were like, spoiler alert.
1: (laughs) The book I just finished reading, they take a quote from the chapter, completely out of context, and then throw it in as the chapter title. know, a character will say something offhanded and random and that becomes the chapter title. I think that was more for like editing navigation than it ever
0: was for like our readers and they just kind of left it. I love it still. (laughs) Another thing that's become very popular with chapter titles is especially if you have changing point of views, middle grade YA and some adult fiction has started to use character names as that chapter title. It's whosever point of view it is, is the title of that chapter. So it'll have a number and then it'll be Percy, Annabeth.
1: That's always felt kind of like a crutch to me. The writing itself should
0: make it clear whose point of view you're taking pretty much right away. Which is why it's more popular with middle grade and early YA, because it's before the readers of that age learn to pick up on the different writing styles and the different, you know, how to pick out whose point of view it is, which is why it's not super popular with adult fiction.
1: Probably why I don't see it much. (laughs) So a lot like choosing your pen name, choosing your title should be something that's marketable, something that's easy to remember something that you can pick moving forward, but also something that's a reflection of you, a reflection of your story. So it has that unique element, not necessarily because of the words themselves, but because of the context you as an author put them into it. That means even when you're writing your titles, you have to write selfishly.